Hello, I'm your host, Sab Kostenbader, and this is the Transylvania Music Technology Podcast. Welcome to the TMT Podcast, where Transylvania University's composers, performers, sound designers, and artists talk about their latest creative projects, engineering experiments, and collaborations. Today's show, Episode 2, is ASMR with Astrid and Carter. You two want to introduce yourselves? My name is Carter Murphy. I am a sophomore at Transy. Uh, this, I am currently in my uh, second class for, uh, my, for the digital art major, which is uh, audio recording technology. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. My name is Astrid Trucks. I'm a first-year student here. I'm a music technology major, and I am also taking audio recording technology. Sounds like a fun time. So for this episode, we're going to be focusing on ASMR and white noise, with a sort of jumping-off point of the recently released LEGO White Noise album. So I'm just wondering, have you all had a chance to listen to that? And if so, what are your thoughts? Uh, I have listened to a, uh, to a few songs off of it, and I thought it was uh, I thought it was a pretty cool album. Uh, not necessarily a little shocked that um, Lego decided to make an album, but once I found out what it was, it did make sense. And uh, for me, it was pretty nostalgic just to hear like Lego pieces rummaging around. I definitely agree with that. Um, I've only heard bits and pieces of it as well. I think the full album's something like three hours. Um, but it's it's really cool. I mean, you don't see a lot of companies, especially a toy company like Lego, make something like that. So it's really cool to see something like that uh, being made. Yeah, definitely. Last I checked, all the songs were about 30 minutes each, and there are five to seven of them. So definitely not something you can just pop in in an afternoon and have some free time to listen to. This is more of a background noise, at least in my opinion. Which sort of brings us to the first question. How do you guys use ASMR? Do you find yourselves engaging with it often, or is it more of an occasional treat? I, um, I've never really recorded too much ASMR. I did a, I did a little bit um, last semester, but it was uh, um, I tend to do more basic vocal and instrument recordings, but I have uh, become more interested in the techniques that go along with ASMR and some and some more ASMR content than I used to consume. So that's where I fall with ASMR. I think I'm kind of on the opposite side. Um, I've been listening to ASMR for the past, like, seven years. Um, I use it to fall asleep when I find myself having a hard time and staying up at night. And it, while it is a somewhat recent phenomenon, it's kind of really cool to see it be popularized and see it blow up in the media. I'm more in Carter's boat myself as well. I've only recently gotten into it. I'm a big fan of the Lego album, though. It's very easy to just sort of have on in the background and go about your business and then just have to go back to if you want, but also ignore when you're writing an essay for class. <laughs> you two specifically were chosen for this episode because your works for the recent digital music concert were sort of ASMR or soundscape-based. Do you have any sort of comments on those or any fun facts from the recording or creating process? I think um, it's been a while. It was last semester, but... 
I created my project specifically with ASMR in mind. Um, as someone who is a little bit more familiar with it, it's something that's always intrigued me and something I found interesting. So I wanted to kind of dabble in that. And it was really kind of a cathartic experience to just sit down, crumple a piece of paper or shuffle some cards. It was, it was really fun. The one I did was uh, was during the um, mu- was working on our music concrete thing, and what I did is I, uh, with a lot of the sounds, I just was walking around outside, uh, like right after the sun came up. So like there wasn't a lot of not not a lot of traffic, uh, and like background noise that could get involved. So I got some sprinklers. I got some like the sound of some leaves blowing, and then I also used um, some more mechanical sounds. Uh, a like a glass being flicked or even I had uh the clicks of a fishing reel also in mind so so sort of audio therapy for listeners and uh mindfulness activity for you too yeah yeah exactly definitely for sure Do you both see yourselves continuing this sort of path of soundscape and ASMR, or will you be more on the listening end than the producing it? I think it's something I would definitely try again. Um, Not something I plan on doing anytime soon. I'm more of a consumer than a producer, but it it was really fun. I would do it again. Uh, I I enjoyed the uh, just the process of finding sounds out and about. So I, I would I would likely do something like this again. I'd be be interesting. So with both of your pieces as well, another important thing to think about is how you layer and sort of loop the things. I don't know if you noticed, but the Lego pieces, um, all of them are about 40 second to a minute loops, just on repeat for about 30 minutes. So do you guys have any sort of insight on how to arrange loops or how to arrange a layout that you're not just getting a brick click as a five second soundbite for 30 minutes? I always tend to record more audio than I'll need. Um... And then Pro Tools, it's super off, uh, like easy to copy-paste and paste it somewhere else. And then when it's layered, it's a little less obvious that it's the same soundbite. Um, something that I find really important just to keep things interesting is panning. So it's kind of this um, immersive experience rather than a static one. I, I agree with the uh, using panning to help make it a more realistic uh, feel, more immersive because, you know, you just do an omnidirectional sound, it doesn't really feel like you're involved. But if you can get the sound moving around, it really feels like stuff is happening around you. And uh, I I utilize that. I also utilize, I didn't, I like to almost give myself not enough to work with. So that way I can manip- can manipulate sounds to make them sound completely new and different. Uh, I, I, with my piece, I worked, I worked a lot with, uh, time compression and expansion and uh, and reversing of sounds. Yeah, I guess to touch on y'all stressing the importance of panning, I guess that's what makes the Lego album so easy as background noise. It's, it's just static, so you can just kind of tune it out. So do you guys have any techniques you've been trying out recently? Anything you want to brag about? I have nothing to brag about, but... In terms of making things sound really interesting, it's super expensive, and I don't think I would be able to get my hands on one anytime soon. But um, have y'all ever heard of like a binaural microphone? I have not. <laughs> I think I have seen a few of those around. They are super weird. Oh, they it's make the one them... with the ears, right? 
Yes. Yeah. It's like yeah. designed specifically for ASMR. Yeah. And it's kind of automatic panning. So it's this microphone and it kind of looks like a rectangle on either end is this pair of ears. So an ASMR creator can kind of whisper in either ear to simulate someone actually whispering in your own. It's it's super weird. I would like to try one, but they're kind of expensive. <laughs> that sounds a little creepy. <laughs> They're no, they're very weird to look at. Um, I just pulled up, I just pulled up a Google search with some. There's one that there's a few that are actually just shaped like human heads too, not just with the ears. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know how I feel about that, but you know, I guess it helps get the intended use across. Yeah, yeah. It, they're they're nine thousand dollar microphones. Oh, that's a little that's a little out of my price range. Just a little bit, yeah. It's. There are cheaper ones, but the the ones that are realistic human heads. But yeah, I have uh, I have seen those used a lot in ASMR. That's in in fact like most of the ASMR I've listened to has been recorded using one of those binaural microphones. Do you guys listen exclusively or I, I know there's some ASMR where the appeal is also sort of watching the sound being created? I would say both. Um, a little off topic, but I find it super interesting. Uh, growing up being a, an awkward middle schooler, I was pretty much ashamed of everything. And I kept the fact that I enjoyed listening to ASMR a secret until maybe I think just a year ago or something. Um I don't know why, but there was a weird stigma around it that I was kind of shameful to listen to. People had the wrong idea about it. Um, people thought that ASMR was inherently sexual, which is false. So it's kind of it's it's refreshing to see it be uh, really popularized in the media and not kind of frowned down upon anymore. To have these kind of open and curious conversations about it. I uh, I. I can definitely relate to what you were saying. Not I did because those stigmas around ASMR actually kept me like w made me scared to even check it out because I was you know I just like the like you would always see the memes of people just eating like right with their mouth open right next to a mic and I just was not interested in that stuff. I thought that's what ASMR was, and then I started actually like listening to like things that, and then I found out. Like I started listening to actual ASMR and I found out what it was and I started enjoying it quite a bit. I think it's really interesting how something as simple as just listening to other people make noise, like crumbling paper could be considered what, sexual. Was that right? Yeah. Oh, I think a lot of what the like the sexual thing comes from was like the eating stuff with it where or just like where people were doing like mouth noises and stuff like rather than just soft voices or or mechanical sounds. Well, I still find that weird. I don't understand what could be sexual about it, but you know, if people want to read some false context into it. I I I don't I don't disagree, but that's just that's just what I remember people saying from back in like uh late middle school, early high school. So but Carter, if you don't mind my asking, sorry to yeah. interrupt. Yeah. Um who do you listen to? Uh, I don't really know of anyone's in particular. I like to listen to like water noises a lot with it. Like just mm -hmm. very, yeah. Um, I enjoy that. I enjoy, I, I just 
go onto YouTube and I find a sound that I just like to have on repeat. I like I I like ASMR's background noise a lot. So that's just like I'll find like running water or stuff like that to kind of just fill empty space in my head. Okay. That's super interesting. That's instead of it's it's super weird. I I'm kind of on the contrary. I search for people rather than specific noises. So it's it's cool to see the different kind of applications and kind of uh, interest that people have in it. Do you all think that ASMR should be used more as a main focus or more like Carter was mentioning as a background noise? I think it should be used however the person deems fit. I mean, it's not a, a universal tool, you know, it's not like a, say a screwdriver, you know, its primary purpose is to tighten or loosen screws. You know, ASMR can kind of be applied in a wide range of things. It's yeah, it's um, it's one of those things where it's art is in the eye of the beholder. And if it, you want it to be something you're listening to specifically, go ahead and do that. Or if you just want it to fill background noise. So or if there's just like a weird buzzing going on in the room and you want something to cover that up. Then I, that's a way you can do it. And then I also think like whatever the artist uh, intended with its production also should go into the account a little bit. And I think you can sort of tell what their purpose is based on how they do it. I think, mm-hmm. I think stuff with like- voice in it is meant to be listened to more uh, directly, but stuff like the ASMR I've t- been talking about, like, and is more just background calming music. Yeah, I- I'd have to agree. I mean, there's some objectively super weird ASMR videos. <laughs> um that are meant to kind of be viewed as an experience rather than to kind of have them in the background. So it's all about context. So a little of what the artist intends and a little of whatever you need. Yeah, I like that. Thank you for joining us for episode two of the Transylvania Music Technology Podcast, ASMR with Astrid and Carter. I'd like to thank Astrid and Carter for speaking with us today. And thanks to Anna Helen Croce for producing the theme music for this show, based on Hail Transylvania, as sung by the Transylvania Choir. You can visit musictech.transy.edu to check out our digital concert stage for more music and videos by Transylvanians. And for more information about the music program at Transylvania University, visit www.transy.edu. The TMT Podcast is a production of the Music Program and the Division of Fine Arts at Transylvania University in Lexington, Kentucky.